this was this was the rise of Brangelina. This is where they shacked up for the first time. Like, let's cut all pleasantries. Brad Pitt, married to Jennifer Aniston, starring in Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Angelina, is like, oh, damn. Was he married? Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Yeah. Brad. Yeah. I do not condone his cheating behavior in this podcast. I disapprove. <laughs> Don't shift your way. Don't stare. And for God's sake, whatever you do. Hello and welcome to March Bradness. I'm Sarah. I'm Hannah. And this is the podcast where we're pitting all of Brad Pitt's filmography against itself in a quest to find the ultimate Brad. Today's episode, we're going to be pitting Legends of the Fall against Mr. and Mrs. Smith. This is the first episode that the gang will be joining us. So we have panelists Joe, Jack, and Maya coming on in a little bit to talk about these films. And this was a doozy. Feelings got hurt. (laughs) Fights happened. It's sports, guys. It's not for the faint of heart. General uh, warning, there will be spoilers for this podcast as we are talking about the films, but hopefully you've seen them. I don't think you need to see Legends of the Fall. Oh, I think you do. It's three hours long. It's from 1994, but man, Brad Pitt, he's a babe. And if you haven't seen Mr. and Mrs. Smith yet, like, come on. It's like an hour and a half. It's an action-adventure romp. Where were you in the early aughts? Is that what we decided to call it? I think that's what we decided. So we're going to talk about Legends of the Fall first, and I'm going to do my darndest to to give a synopsis of this movie that really is beyond words. (laughs) So picture this. Rural Montana. Bootlegging times. It's an old dad and his three sons, Tristan, Alfred, and Samuel. Tristan being the one that matters because he's played by Brad Pitt. The sons all go off to war together. One of them dies leaving behind his fiancée. The two surviving brothers, Brad Pitt and the boring, ugly brother, are both fighting over the fiancée when they come back. Brad Pitt is sort of like this wild inside, 'er ne'er-do-well, like the rascally son. And then his brother, Alfred, who ends up marrying his dead brother's fiancée, is sort of like the good guy in the prodigal son dynamic. The Montana banker. Yeah, he goes on to become a senator. It's the classic Montana banker trope. My bankers are always so mad when I go up. I'm like, how was growing up in Montana? And they're like, that's a stereotype. (laughs) Have you ever been to Montana? No. Oh, it's gorgeous. I actually really like Montana. My childhood best friend has a cabin there. And I went one summer, and we went, like, picking blackberries and stuff in the brush. And we had to wear bells so bears didn't get us. How have I never heard of (laughs) Montana? You didn't know that? No. Montana's fucking dope. So, this movie... It was like a super classic Brad. He rode in on a horse. It was great. His hair was really glossy. Mm -hmm. But then Brad Pitt goes to war. World War One. WW1. Brad goes to Dub Dub (laughs) One. And there, his brother is killed. Samuel, he gets trapped in a barbed wire fence and then he gets mustard gassed. And then he gets shot by a bunch of Germans. (laughs) Brad Pitt's like, no, Samuel! (laughs) It's like the, mm, what to say? Yeah. (laughs) Brad Pitt Pitt is justifiably horrified at having witnessed his brother die in this manner. But you know what's not justified? Brad goes up to his brother and you're like, oh, he's going to mourn him. And then he pulls out a knife and he stabs him in the chest. This is after shooting the Germans that killed him. Stabs him in the chest, reaches in, 
pulls out a nice warm heart, sticks it in a box, slaps the shipping label on that bad boy and sends it back to Montana. He says, hey dad, just an FYI, there's something coming in the mail for you. It's your son's heart. Love you. XOXO, gossip Brad. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it's a mess. It's a but monster. But that's not all. Film. That's not all. After that, Brad takes his knife, still covered in the blood of his dead brother's heart, and he proceeds to scalp probably like 20 soldiers. And he walks around the camp decorated with the scalps of these, these World War I Germans. Um, and then he gets discharged from the army. <laughs> they said, hey, <laughs> that's we, really great. We but... appreciate the sentiment, but we don't condone that. And then he goes on a nice little eat, pray, love journey, goes to Africa, gets some shells, has, has a an threesome. orgy. Meets a zebra, and then he comes back to Montana to, like, try and shack up with his dead brother's ex-fiance. Some kind of messed up stuff happens in this movie, and, like, honestly, what we talked about doesn't even cover it. So we watched the movie with the gang, and then we sat down and talked to them about the movie, and we recorded it. Uh, so now we're going to listen to what they had to say. It'll be a treat. They're really great. But first, we asked them to introduce themselves. Yeah, an introduction and, and why they like Brad. Yeah. Um, I'm Maya, resident vapor. <laughs> I've always really loved Brad Pitt. Um, I think he, he... Her beats is going. Hold on. Sorry, guys. <laughs> the worst introduction ever. <laughs> <laughs> resident diabetic. I really like movies. I watch movies every day. Like, I watch several movies every day. And Brad Pitt statistically happens to be in like a good percentage of the movies I watch because he's just in every movie. I like that his ears are small. <laughs> I had a subscription to In Touch Weekly in 2007, which was height of the Brangelina coverage, so I got really into following that. I can think of very few actors that have been in as many movies, as many different types of movies, and like consistently, like the frequency has not changed for like 35 years. Oh, also I like tournaments and brackets and sports. So. Yeah, I'm Jack. I like sports. I, I did the bracket. Uh, I'm also a gamer. <laughs> Which I hate that I have to say now, but I, I can't I can't run from the truth any longer, I don't think. So, uh, yeah, I like Brad Pitt because he's really cool. This is very self-evident, I think. I want to make sure everyone knows that when Jack said he was a gamer, his eyes were closed and he leaned back in his chair. Um, he made us turn the lights off and like do a stroke yeah. effect. <laughs> it was dumb. Um, it, is, it is worth mentioning though that you are a writer. Yes. So you're, you're I, I write about these things that I do. I'm Joe. I watched a full frame DVD copy of Ocean's Eleven every Friday of my freshman year of high school. And I think that Brad Pitt's abs are an achievement. Can we frame these podcasts around the fact that only one of us is attracted to men and we don't say which one? <laughs> so we're gonna be we're gonna be reviewing one movie that is the best movie ever and one that is the worst movie ever and mostly referring to notes we made while watching it a month and a half ago. We record these the night before they come out. Legends of the Fall, 1994. Um, 56% on Rotten Tomatoes. Holy! This got an Academy Award? Oh my Holy god! Shit. Best Cinematography! That movie did not deserve to win Best Cinema Serious. Fucking oh, I'm, I'm sure it didn't. Joe is face palming. Yeah. God. 
Okay, let's just dive into what we wrote about it. Brad Pitt, for some inexplicable reason in this film, has been taken in as like a pseudo child of their Native American housekeeper slash slave. Yeah, super weird mm -hmm. native vibes. Like, yeah, really like, racist. Like it's like in the way where it's like we're happy that these this mm -hmm. white Thus, family yeah. is. They're like the magical helper trope. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's real. Yeah. It's gross. But so Brad has been raised in like this, this pseudo Native American culture. In the beginning, the child that ends up growing up to be Brad Pitt in this movie fights a bear in the woods and cuts off its finger. But the bear scratches Brad, and then their blood is mingled. Because he's wild inside. Important plot point. In he's wild movie. inside, like a bear. One, one thing that one thing that this Brad in terms of Brad-specific tropes that we have sort of like noticed and we're going to expand on as we mm -hmm. as we discover them more, but, like, he's definitely boyish Brad. Mm -hmm. Romantic, boyish. Mm -hmm. uh, gets away with way more shit than he should just because he's young and hot mm -hmm. and rides shirtless on a horse with his beautiful hair and his raw meat knife. Which is <laughs> also called his penis. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. Um... There are, there are parts of that character that kind of, I, I think of Thelma and Louise, I think of like the kind of husband that Brad Pitt is in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, mm -hmm. kind of an immature, like... He's the fun guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he's not even like humorous, he's just hot. He's Charismatic. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a charisma Brad. Yes. I feel like this is definitely, and you see that a lot with long hair Brad. Yes. <laughs> I've it's, never seen it's, it's charisma, but it is still very much driven and brewed. Like it's very yeah, much yeah. Like, he's very he's very moody in this movie. He scalps anywhere between seven to fifteen uh, <laughs> World War One German soldiers. It was really shocking because up until this point, we'd had like this really playful, long-haired Brad, and then all of a sudden, he's yeah. We were all like, heart he, uh, we were so goes uh, native yeah. uh, to be the movie, and it's hardly. I mean, like this is a war movie. I guess, but really, it's the entire focus is on the interpersonal drama of Brad Pitt, who just happens to be embodying this character in a war. Absolutely. Like, yeah. it really is just like, who's she gonna pick? The whole story of this woman, though, is so utterly ridiculous and absurd, and like, she's like forced to stay at the father's house there's there's constantly this thing where they're like you know I, sh I should catch a train back to new york no 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 no, no. you got to stay here so someone had mentioned i don't know how much of this is actually like historically true but i think when, some, when we were watching it, someone mentioned that there was a brotherly obligation to like historically to marry the widow of your yeah. brother right i don't think that we've talked about that they do fuck and he was like, I was like, all right. That was a good, that <laughs> was, was a good a, love scene. Yeah. That was a good, was I was like, all right, Brad. After brother number one gets killed in World War One, and then they come back, Brad and this lady have a sweet thing for a while. And yeah, and it, like, it's, it's, it's important. It's established because Brad's like, I want to go to his grave. And she goes with him. And he's like sitting on the ground. He's like crying. Like he's crying. He's yeah. sobbing. He's like, I should have saved him. I should have saved him. And he's like... It's like a, it's a weirdly genuine moment. I think we all know that Brad is like a very good and dynamic actor. He has range, and I think that he 
can really pull off shitty roles too. Like this one, this one didn't, the writers didn't give him anything to Mm -hmm. really go on. Like it's, the plot is so like static. There was no either darkness or humor to his part, which you think of Fight Club, like quintessential Brad Mm -hmm. and like Ocean's Eleven, like ones where he's sort of like, Big collar Brad. Yeah. Big right. collar like, Brad. He's like un, a little bit unhinged, but he's still like a really cool guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's none of that. Like he's, he was playing like the, uh, Good boy Brad. the dramatic here. Well, you can tell there's still at the point in his career where he was mostly being hired because he's hot. I felt like his instability was really coming across. Like the instability of that character. Definitely. I felt like he definitely felt unhinged. This movie is bad. This is not a good movie, but Brad really shines through the piece of shit film that this is. Yeah, I know we'll probably come to this uh, issue a lot over the course of March Bradness, but Mm -hmm. this movie is, it's truly hard to appreciate Brad as his own thing in, like, just how long and boring and how every single, like, subplot and scene in this movie was just like, why is this happening? Like, who... Nothing Get back to Brad. Nothing exciting is happening, and it's mostly racist. Right. Mm -hmm. I like to describe bad movies as unwatchable, but this is a movie that shouldn't be watched. This movie is that feeling when uh, you and your brothers all want (laughs) to fuck the same chick and then do. That's an important story that needs to be told. (laughs) Because this movie is so shittily wrapped around the fact that he's really fucking cool in whoever the the writer's mind is, like, Mm -hmm. Brad Pitt kind of just gets to be cool, albeit in a shitty way. Like, Yeah, he has a swagger that both of his brothers like really sorely lack. There's a good quote here. Maya says, the only thing keeping me interested in this movie is his hair, his looks, and the occasional glimpse of his butt. It's so true. <laughs> and it's like literally all I can remember at this point. <laughs> and yeah. I am not the one that likes boys. I was gonna say, Hannah, do you want to talk about his butt? He's real hot. You can tell he's like a, a hard-working ranch man, you know? Really knows how to ride a horse. He knows how to ride a horse for like real. His hair is so so nice. It's like a good, I think Troy Brad's his hair too long. This Brad like a good shoulder length. Yeah, his haircut, his haircut is weirdly uh, well at that point 2016. Like it's very man bun. Um, and you do get to see his butt twice. He's got a good butt. He does. We would give this movie one out of five. Brad Pitt's riding in on a horse with his hair flowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Well, I think we could probably... Did we ever figure out what the fall was? Start a fight club, Brad Reputation! Okay, Google. What's going on with Brad Pitt today? This came back from a search. So, according to Radar Online, Brad and Angie's Nightmare, new documentary reveals dark secrets of their twisted love. I wonder if she's still into blood play. I hope so. X-rated sex secrets, drug use, abuse rumors, and more. Ooh, I hope he's not getting abused. Sometimes he lets the dog lick his face too long and it gets kind of raw. <laughs> I guess the director told Radar exclusively that the golden couple's separation was definitely not one-sided. Here's a question for the table. Why do you think Brad's ears are so small? Not enough nutrients. Plastic surgery. <laughs> to shrink them? <laughs> do you think he got them pinned? <laughs> As someone who has really small hands, I take offense to that question. I actually have one small hand and one small ear. And Brad has the opposite, so. One big hand, one big ear? No, like, the other small hand. Oh, so you're soulmates. Yeah. Takes two to tango, like we saw in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Maya, do you want to tell us what Mr. and Mrs. Smith is about? Yeah, I would love to. Um, Description here. Uh, John and Jane Smith, played by Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, respectively, 
A couple in a stagnating marriage live a deceptively mundane existence. However, each has been hiding a secret from the other. They are assassins working for adversarial agencies. When they are both assigned to kill the same target, Benjamin Dans, played by Adam Brody, the truth comes to the surface. Finally free from their cover stories, they discover that they have been assigned to kill each other, sparking a series of explosive attacks. Okay, so basically this movie is... It's like a boring married couple that are just living this boring life and they're both lying to each other about what their real shit is are both super fucking sexy super spies and then it it comes out and their agencies are like oh well, you have to kill the other one they're like oh yeah i'm totally i don't like her i don't like him and then they kind of uh try and kill each other and then they have like hot killing each other sex and then it's just great and then they kind of try and figure out how to like it's kind of like spring breakers in that way <laughs> it's also uh one of like maybe a total of five dvds i've ever owned Got it when a Hollywood video closed. Mayor, yeah. rest in peace. I've watched this movie a lot. Uh, it's sleek. It's, it's a very sleek. sleek. Really it's smooth fun. So yeah, this movie in which they uh, they go through like enough weapons to fill like a full military facility is significantly less violent. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that makes this movie really great, obviously, because it's like the spawn of Brangelina, but their chemistry is so good. And there's a lot oh, of- You mo- can tell they're fucking. Yeah. There's a lot of moments. Like there's this one moment at the end when they're in kind of like a Walmart. I think it's like a faux Walmart. The Kmart on Nicollet. <laughs> Where you can buy really cheap toilet paper. I just want to make sure everyone knows that the Kmart on Nicollet, despite ruining all traffic, <laughs> you can buy really cheap toilet paper there. There's a moment when they're in this Walmart and the SWAT team is like slowly moving in and they're like, they're like tight at this point. They're like fighting with each other. And uh, Brad Pitt's like trying to get her to like, he's like doing all these codes and hand motions and he's like super manly, manly. And she's just like rolls her eyes and like does this sleek Laura Croft thing and like kills a guy. And he's just like, yeah, all right, whatever. They pit kind of harmless tropes against each other. Like manly cop versus like sleek lady assassin and just sort of like fuck with it a little bit. I really appreciate that. Well, yeah, like the whole movie is playing with like the concepts of a normal marriage, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you have Normcore Brad trying to, uh, you know, act like he's just, you know, a guy coming home from work. Mm-hmm. He's got, like, a gun bunker below the tool shed, and she's got, like, guns that come out of the oven. I mean, like, a good, se- the like, second act of the movie is them just destroying their house. Then at some point, they just start punching and then start fucking. In the rubble. Yeah. Whenever I fuck, I fire <laughs> off, like, at least two to three hundred rounds. <laughs> <laughs> It's to be like, honest, dude, I think that I found it, like, fairly anodyne, and with a little bit of time and distance from the passionate embrace of Brangelina that the public made, I didn't connect to it as much. Yeah. It was, like, yeah. a fine action movie, yeah. but, like, when it came out, it was so relevant. Oh, it was and an event, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was super fucking hot, and it was ringing all the bells for people. Now, it's cooled off, and it's it's, like, a cool piece of... Like a pop culture. It's, yeah, it's 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 really cool in the context of Brangelina. It's something I keep coming back to is it's more than a Brad Pitt film. It's it's an Angelina Jolie movie. Yeah, so much I think more. I think so. Where I think I break from just like seeing it as a movie that happened and mm-hmm. was fun is like okay, compare it to like Ocean's Eleven, where the only woman in the entire movie is Julia Roberts and her role is shit and dumb yeah. and like like um, a fearful based thing like this movie is both sexy and not 
based in misogyny. Brad was kind of incidental to this. No, exactly. That's that's how I feel. I feel like you could replace Brad with any other actor of that era. I keep coming back to like Tom Cruise or something. You know, like another like solid action. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could you could replace him, and it would still be a functioning film. It would still work really well because it's Angie at the helm, and it's Mm -hmm. Angie who's really carrying it. I think that Brad provides a solid performance, but it's a very standard issue Brad. If I want a Brad of this sort of genre of Brad, I'm going to go for, like, Ocean's Brad. Yeah. You know, I feel like they're very similar in that sort of, like... Big collar Brad. Big collar Brad. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a very similar, like, that sort of deadpan humor. I feel like... There's only a few moments where, like quirky Brad comes out like that. Like I think yeah. like when, when they're in the minivan and he's driving, they're like admitting things to each other. John, my parents, they died when I was five. I'm an orphan. Who was that kindly fellow who gave you away at our wedding? Paid actor. I said, I said I saw your dad on Fantasy Island. I know. You know, I don't even want to talk about it. It's like that kind of like irrational Brad thing mm-hmm. that he can do really well. Yeah, I think that's really solid. I really, I like in the desert when he's like open around and he's like I got my rocket launcher and then he like gets something on his shoe yeah. and he's like shit he pees on his shoe oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Angie's Angie's sort of like ugh boys I don't know if Brad Pitt felt hot in the shadow of Angelina Jolie mm-hmm. in this movie and that in a Brad based contest is yep. it's worth mentioning for sure mm-hmm. yeah yeah agreed here's one thing I will say and it's sort of early aughts the buzz haircut on men and mm. I think that Brad in this movie is one of the only examples I can think of where it actually looks like a haircut and it looks good. I don't think it looks like just some, lice. some yeah. <laughs> like, it's worth noting that he can he can pull off a buzz cut, which is he can pull off a lot of hair. He can pull out a lot of hair <laughs> when he scalps you. <laughs> when he, when he, he's gonna get you. But I love. Mr. and Mrs. Smith 2005. And if anyone wants to talk about it, you can email me, maya at schwartzpowell.com. M A Y A at schwartz, S C H W A R T Z P O W E L L.com. Oh, yeah, Twitter at WWE underscore Maya Adler, M A Y A A D L E R. Please talk to Maya about Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Please do. Um, but here, and now we get to the crux of this, which, which is the better Brad? No doubt. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, um, was... On account of the non-scalping that happened. Yeah, he was, he was way less weird and racist. Okay. And I felt fucked up watching... Legends of the Fall, and I, I just can't vote for it. Legends of the Fall, also, the whole way through, even the scenes Brad was in, felt like a TV movie. Like, it just... It, oh, my God, the yeah. The quality and the performances were both just, like, didn't feel up to par for me, whereas, like, I mean, if we're pitting them against each other, like, we Pitty. gotta... Yep, we gotta, uh... No? Yeah, Legends I of mean, the Fall, Brad Pitt would have been garbage in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Mm-hmm. That's true. Cool. <laughs> yeah. He would be like, where do I put my horse? <laughs> One six three What do I do? But again, we, we went... He also we, would have been more attractive. All of our lows for Mr. and Mrs. Smith was how not noteworthy 
I don't think that's like I don't think that means like it was just mediocre. It's it's still that that those lows are still higher than the highs of Legend. And like Jack was saying, it's hard to he's he's playing mediocrity. Like I think that has to be considered. Is his role is literally John Smith. I feel like you're contradicting yourselves. I'm hearing forgettable, boring. I cannot remember Brad Pitt in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I felt like he was being very lazy. I felt like he was relying on his status as Brad Pitt. In Legends of the Fall, I feel like he's giving a really wide range. He convinced me that he was crazy as a character. And if you took him out of that movie, it's unwatchable. You need Brad Pitt in that And if you replace him. If you replace him in Legends of the Fall and you replace him in Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Matt Damon. No, I, Mr. and Mrs. Smith still functions. It's still a good movie. Legends of the Fall is, again, even more unwatchable it, it's than worse, it is. But worse than... Yeah, I don't know. I, I still don't think that... I think we're weighting that too heavily. I still don't think that the relative goodness of Brad in Legends of the Fall and the relative mediocrity of Brad in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I don't think it overcomes the gap. If I, Brad I was in agree. Mr. and Mrs. Smith with anyone but Angelina Jolie, he would have shined. That's true. And... So much of Mr. and Mrs. Smith is dependent on Brad and Angelina's clear chemistry, mm-hmm. which is rooted in Brad. That's like the most Brad. That is like taking Brad as a human and not an actor and putting it into the role. He's essential to Angelina Jolie's performance. <laughs> it's true. And in that makes the movie. Yeah, if they weren't fucking. Like, <laughs> if they weren't on. fucking, that movie would have been such trash. Yeah, can you imagine Angelina Jolie fucking Matt Damon? No. I can imagine her uh, laughing at him. Yeah, I think this is, in terms of the Bradness, like, this is a close one. I'm gonna throw something out there. Maybe it's like 60 Mr. and Mrs. Smith, 40 Legends of the Fall in terms of Brad. Can we? It's close. Yeah, okay. It's close, but I think. And I think, I think going forward, mm-hmm. that should be the final concluding comparison between them is if we Mm -hmm. took them both out and put them in a conference room together, Mm -hmm. like, I think Mr. and Mrs. Smith Brad would be doing Mm -hmm. the better job carrying that character out of his environment than Legends of the Fall Brad, who is just sort of like, ugh, I'm on a horse now. And then he's like, or like, if they had to order at Starbucks, who would do the better job being in character? (laughs) Like, I think it would be Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That is fair. So so did we come to a conclusion? I think so. I think... Um, You guys seem sad. Why are you sad? (laughs) Do you feel like you lost? I kind of wish Mr. and Mrs. Smith had been, like, good enough that I felt like it it was like a ship sailing with full sails Mm -hmm. into the later rounds of this competition. And I didn't feel as good about it as I wanted to. So Mm -hmm. that's why I feel a little bit uh, down. Yeah, I still think the secondary Brad and Mr. and Mrs. Smith is better than the primary Brad in Legends of the Fall. But this is a really interesting case for what March Bradness really is, right? That's what, And it's good that this is a close vote, mm-hmm. because, you know, it's a bad game if you don't have any close ones. Mm-hmm. That's not interesting. Good so sport, this, good so, sport, man! So this is good. This is this, this kind of dissent and back and forth and, I you agree. know, arguing about rules and what things Great. mean. Okay. This is, like, the evolution of sports and games no, from time unknown. This is the good shit right here. It's, so, yeah. I think, I think we can all say we're one-shot clock violation from having a Legends of the Fall winning bracket, but unfortunately they held on to that ball. I just want to say, there's always next year. That's true. And on that note... Well, good game, guys. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Good game. Can't wait for the post-game Capri Sun.
If you like listening to our podcast, you should tell us that. We can read. We can do things other than watch movies. We can read comments and emails and likes, numbers. You should go on iTunes and you should be like, hey, I like what I hear. Five stars. Or you should like go to our website, which is marchbradness.net, find our little contact form and be like, I have something to say about Brad Pitt. And we'll talk about it on the show. If you want to follow along with our journey, you can find us on Twitter. It's March Bradness. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, March Bradness. Uh, and you can find us on Instagram, which is March.Bradness. So that's about it. Um, help us get on our feet. We would really appreciate it. We would love to hear from you. Tune in next week for a mini episode about uh, another movie that Brad Pitt should have been in. And tune in the week after that for our next pitting, which is River Runs Through It versus Across the Tracks. Earlier in today's episode, I mentioned the Kmart on Nicollet, which is a Minneapolis fixture because it's ruining Nicollet Avenue. We're still unsponsored. And if you want to sponsor us again, like, I promise I'll talk about you. It'll be, like, so good and so funny. And uh, if you do, uh, you know, I won't, I won't shit on your business like I did on Kmart on Nicollet. Uh, yeah, I don't think that part sounded particularly good, but the stuff leading up to before I talked about shitting on your business was pretty all right, I think, probably.